Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. In openly sharing your faith with your friends, you may get the response of, well, Christianity may be fine for you, but I have science. So in this episode, I want to show you some possible ways to respond to this and other similar statements. They may even say something like, they believe in science, or they follow science, which is even better. You can say that you follow Christ, or you believe in God. Now, let's take a look at which are more trustworthy, because at that point they're at least acknowledging that it's an even playing field, that there isn't something that's true and something that's just believed in. I prefer to speak about believing in the scientific method or trusting the scientific method. Scientific method is you can come up with any kind of crazy theory and then you go ahead and test it and let your colleagues test it. For instance, if someone says, do you believe in evolution? Which, of course, is a loaded question. You can say, well, you don't believe in Lamarck's theory of evolution, which was easily refuted in the 1800s. His idea was that just as when we uh, use a, a hammer or something, mostly with our right hand, then our right shoulder is going to get stronger than our left over the years. So a horse that will have to reach for a higher vegetation will, over its lifetime, get to be, have a longer neck like a giraffe, or at least a different species of horse, longer necked. It didn't take too long to argue against that theory and disprove it. And then Charles Darwin came along, and he had a different theory of evolution. And he brought his theory and allowed others to refute it. And you come up with a way of testing a theory. You're coming up with an idea of, if this is true, then this is what will happen. And then in a laboratory type setting, you go ahead and set up that event and see if you have the result that you would have predicted by your scientific theory. You may not be aware, but Darwin himself said that if the cell is more complex than a billiard ball, then his theory of natural selection wouldn't work. And 
back then, in the 1800s, they didn't know. But now, regardless of what mark you got in biology class, you know that with all the little organelles, mitochondria and cell nucleus and messenger RNA and DNA and mitochondria, energy producing system, it's a whole factory inside one little cell. So certainly more complex than a pool ball. He also said that the fossil record would show missing links in between species, if his theory was correct, of evolution being from one species to another species, and you would have gradual changes from one to the other in his theory of evolution, of forming new species. Well, in the late 19th century and early 20th century, there were many avid fans of his who went out diligently searching the fossil record and in the past century have come up with a couple possibilities that might be argued for being missing links, but not really all these intermediary species in the fossil record that his theory would have predicted. The scientific method is a wonderful way of exploring the universe and the creation around us and figuring out what is true and what is not to the best of our human abilities that our brain has. Lamarck's theory was easily disproven and thrown out. Darwin's theory has also been disproven, but for whatever reason has not been thrown out. I suppose it took longer to disprove because of the need to look through the fossil record and not having the uh, microscopic ability and the discovery of DNA and such at that time. But at this point, it's difficult to understand why people would still cling to the idea of evolution as a plausible theory. Many scientists now adhere to the theory of intelligent design. Intelligent design being there is a pattern out there. So obviously there is some one, some thing, some force who created that pattern. So whether they know the intelligent designer by name or know who he is, they at least acknowledge that this is a more reasonable theory to have than that nothing created something. That takes more faith to believe in. So when people come to me and say, I thought you were a relatively intelligent person. How can you believe in Jesus, believe in God, believe in creation? from nothing. This is what I tell them, that I don't have enough faith to believe that something was created by nothing, and that all these molecules could bond together by accident to form something that was functional, without any plan at all. 
everything we see around us has a plan. Whenever you see something that was made, you understand that there was somebody who made it. And that didn't just fall together by accident. And if someone asks, do you believe in evolution? I believe in microevolution, like Charles Darwin's finches that he observed when he was coming up with this theory, that they had different beak shapes and sizes depending on what food they were eating. But these are not a new species. I do not believe in macroevolution that things like this can develop into a whole entire different species that a wizard can form wings or four-legged animals can stand upright. Having a certain species of bear or something that has a different coloration that is more adapted to its environment is not the same thing as creating a new species. It is a design that's in there, and if there is an animal that is white, it stands out and can be easily seen, and therefore, if it's a predator, go hungry because he can't catch anything, and that part dies out. Or if it's prey, then can easily be seen and eaten. On the other hand, if the white bear is in the Arctic, then he can survive just fine. This is just a matter of the body activating one particular form of gene as opposed to another one. And there may be environments that would allow for the survival of one of those genes and not the other. On the other hand, whether you have blue eyes or brown eyes isn't really going to affect your life that much. So let's help our friends to understand what it is they're saying or in believing when they say they believe in science or in evolution. More on that in the next episode. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you. 